Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino from the Draft. <laughs> you gotta let me try again because I forgot your name. How do you forget my name, Joey? Don't do this. Don't do this. Come on, it's Vassar Cooler Wednesday. Are we, I guess we're. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. It is water cooler Wednesday up in these parts. Kyle, welcome. How we doing? Ah, yeah. Thank you, Joey. Welcome to the water cooler. I can't deal with you. And who, who do you co-host with? Kyle Krabs, Kyle. Oh, okay. Because he's had a little technical difficulty remembering yeah, my name. We did. Now. As someone who hosts two different daily podcasts, sometimes I forget you where I am. You don't have another co-host. I know, Kyle. Sometimes I don't have to introduce anyone besides myself. Okay, well, you can just start calling this Draft Dudes hosted by Joe Marino. Right. How's that? I, you know, I never doubted that you would you know, let that continue and fester and – Never live, let me live it down. I'm fine. I ain't got no problem. That ain't no problem. Kyle, I normally don't care much for the national whatever day, but there have been two good ones in a row. We had National Chicken Wing Day uh, earlier this week, and, and today is National Mutt Day. And if this isn't the greatest week for national blank days, I don't know what is. Mutt? Yeah, mutt. I got like, three of them. Like Dougie's? Yeah. Yeah, sick. I just it's Sophia Mutt. Off at my, uh, yeah, she's a little bit of a mix. So she's not a purebred dog, just she's a mutt, right? Yeah. So I I celebrated National Mutt Day by taking her to my mom's house and leaving her there. That's sick. Oh, you hate to hear that. Well, listen, she gets to go stay with Grandma when I go on weekend trips. And I'm going away this weekend. So. And Grandma has like 10 other dogs at her house, right? No, Grandma's got four dogs. Okay, well, sometimes grandma time. has has done dog sitting at the same time as as sitting for my dog, and had as many as like eight dogs in her <laughs> house. But grandma's only got four dogs right now. Small load, small load. Yeah, uh, light in the trunk. Yeah, um, Kyle. Yeah, Joe. Josh Rosen claims he's never ID'd a mic before. This is wild to me. I kind of don't want to believe him. Wait, you think he's going to lie? I don't I don't know. I actually spent a little bit of time yesterday, and I mean not much, maybe five or ten minutes, going through like Josh Rosen game film to try to find a situation where he identified to Mike, and I, I didn't find it. Didn't find it, huh? Didn't How does this it. slip through the cracks? I don't know. Rosen, Rosen entered the 2018 draft and the – I don't want to say the general consensus, but by and large, people thought Rosen was one of the more pro-ready quarterbacks in that 2018 class. And I understand not every NFL offense is going to task the quarterback with making protection calls. Sometimes that comes back on the center. 
but like not once, not once was this is the first time in his last six offensive coordinators somebody wanted to give the quarterback control of protections at the line of scrimmage. Blows my mind. I mean, he had like a pro style system coming out of UCLA, and yeah. then nothing at Arizona. Like I just, I don't get it. And it, it certainly changes your perspective of Josen and or Rosen and his progression through the quarterback battle, right? Like no wonder the main criticism for Josh is he looks like he's thinking hard and he's checking the ball down too much because he's got a lot going on in his head. Well, Jesus Christ, the guy's having to learn a new playbook that that's as advanced that they're bringing a lot of concepts over from new England, as far as quarterback control and making changes and checks at the line of scrimmage. And the dolphins are not spoon feeding him anything. So he's got to learn a new system. His, fifth system in as many years, by the way. And now on top of this, you've given him something he's never had to do before, which is make identifications for protection at the line of scrimmage and and take account of the box and the pre-snap. So it's less time for him to focus on the things that are happening in the secondary. Meanwhile, Ryan Fitzpatrick in his, what, 15th year out of Harvard. Yeah. You know. He's seen it all. Right. He's been given opportunities to to be exposed to uh, the – an endless amount of passing concepts. So it's, it's really fascinating. And like people are sitting there like, what the hell's wrong with Josh Rosen? He stinks. He's getting beat out by Ryan Fitzpatrick. But then if you, if you have that component of it, it's a total game changer. As far as my perception of Josh and like, we got to cool down. We got to slow down. We got to let him figure this, this mental processing piece of it out first, because that's a big deal. Yeah. And it was one of those deals where I think Brian Forrest addressed the media before practice and he had a quote like something along the lines of Ryan Fitzpatrick is clearly you know ahead of of Rosen and then after practice they speak to Rosen and they asked him what he's doing well and he's like IDing the mic for the first time and so it was quite like this emotional roller coaster from the start of that practice where I'm like oh my god the Dolphins are really going to do this it's freaking pointless to start Ryan Fitzpatrick and then you know by the time practice is over Josh Rosen's telling you that he's never ID'd a mic, and you're like, oh, wait, oh. Uh, guess we should probably slow down. We're trying to rush Josh into the starter role, huh? <laughs> I guess so, man. I, I mean, at some point, you got to play him, right? It has to happen. Yeah, he's got to play this year. You got to be able to get the game reps. But, I mean, I also think if he, if he can't beat out Ryan from start to finish and Ryan Fitzpatrick starts wire to wire, it tells you what you need to know. Well, it, look, I mean, sometimes guys beat out players and it doesn't work, right? Like Nate Peterman clearly, and I mean right. clearly, won the job last year. He was awesome, and I mean awesome in preseason last year. Incredible. Earned that job. What happened when he played in a regular season game with a game plan against him? Not good. Right. Well, and here's the other thing about the Dolphins that, that people need to start being aware of and monitoring. Uh, Ryan's fit, Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting to show some signs from all reports of arm fatigue oh, already. No. So they said he's starting to lose some heat off the ball. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think this is as cut and dry as Brian Flores coming out before practice yesterday and saying it's, quote, pretty clear that Fitz, Fitzpatrick at this point is leading the quarterback competition because of consistency and leadership. Why didn't Teddy Bridgewater sign with the Dolphins? We don't need Teddy Bridgewater. We got Josh Rosen. Right. 
or we can get either two or Herbert. We'll be fine. Joe, I have a question for you. Okay. Actually, it's not even my question, really. It's a question from Katie Bell. Oh, she asks me questions all the time. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with Katie Bell, Katie Bell is Katie with one, two, three, four, five E's. Okay. And then Bell is her handle, at K-A-T-I-E-E-E-E-B-E-L-L. And she posts these um, very attractive young lady, right? And she posts these pictures of herself. And uh, what is she, a model? I don't know. Um, I actually, I think she's one of those Instagram models, right? Um, no, I think she works for Dan Bozarian with the Ignite Company. Oh, okay, yeah, she's a model. Yeah, she's a model. Yeah, she's a model. She's a model. She's got one hundred two thousand followers on Twitter. Is that it for her? That's it. Okay, on Instagram, she's probably got to have a million, right? But she posts selfies and asks very simple questions, right? For example. Uh, there was one that was sent on uh, July 29th, two days ago, that asked, what scares you the most? And it's a picture of her. And my answer to that was Darren Waller and man coverage. (laughs) What could be more scary than that? Nothing. But my question for you, Joe, from a football perspective, what scares you the most? Um... Did you know I was going to put you on the spot like this? Yeah, but I want to. I want to have a great answer. You know, what scares me most is Greg Little manning the left side, manning Cam Newton's <laughs> blind side, brother. You see these clips? Yeah. It's oh not great. shit! It's not great. If only, if only somebody could have told him this was what was coming. Yeah. Who would Who would have thought? Brian Burns and his two hundred and forty nine pounds, man. Imagine just dusting Greg Little left and right. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see him in preseason, man. But uh, what else scares me? I don't know. Um, Josh Allen not developing. Okay, it's a fair concern. Do you want to give you a couple of these, or do you just want to do one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. About oh, yeah. If Katie asks you to ask me these, then by all means. Name someone you can't live without. Oh. Name someone. I got to say my wife, right? That's not a football answer. Oh, it's a football answer. Um, yeah, it's got to be a football answer. Name somebody I can't live without. Um, a football answer. Uh, do you have an answer for that? Yeah, Joe Marino. Oh, wow. Bet you feel like an asshole now, huh? Well, I was thinking of a player, but... Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I already uh-huh. forgot about you as my co-host at the beginning of this podcast, so. Man. Uh, just hit me. Kyle Krebs. Wow, yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Uh, by the way, Katie Bell can hold a pen with no hands. That's impressive. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's worse than heartbreak? Uh, what's worse than heartbreak? Um, bad punting. Bad punting. Joe and his punts. My God. Nothing worse than a bad punter, man. Or no, what's worse than a bad punter is a bad fielder of punts. These guys, that yes. just they just don't catch yes. the ball. They don't catch the ball yes. and it rolls 20 yards. Like, what are we doing? It's professional football. Field the damn punt. 20 lost yards of field position like, for no they, reason at all. They freaking muff it. It looked like a clown trying to catch a football. It's like, like the uh, offensive lineman at the All-Star games I, trying I, to catch him. I don't understand it. I don't, man. You think he could go out there and field a field a punt? 
Um, maybe, maybe. I don't think I'd look. I don't think I'd look that terrible. I might not catch every single one, but I think I'd handle my own. I wouldn't look that bad. I want to see this now. Well, who could deliver the punts? Oh, Trevor. Trevor can. Yeah, Trevor's kicked the ball before. All right, well, sounds like maybe next year we uh, kick field goals and catch punts. Kick field goals? No, I ain't kicking shit. Yeah, I'm going to kick some field goals. I'll catch the ball. All right. I want to see you kick a field goal. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That ain't no problem. I'll kick an 18-yarder. How's that from the the one-inch line? Hey, Joe, I got Madden yesterday. Uh, Is it done downloading? Yeah, it took a while, but it's done downloading. So I played my first game this morning. You played like you? What did you like? Just play an exhibition game or start a franchise? No, or? so you do fr- you do franchise, right? So I'm doing an offline franchise on Xbox One as the Miami Dolphins. Naturally, my first move as Coach Brian Flores is I have to install Josh Rosen in the starting lineup. I play the Ravens, and here's how I play Madden, right? Because I want to keep it interesting. I want to keep the pressure on. I don't play both sides of the ball. I only play when my team has the ball. I let the defense simulate defense. Is that something you could do? Yeah. You're kidding. So I'm effectively playing as, quote, offensive coordinator slash quarterback slash whoever has the ball. You just simulate the defense? Yeah. It skips ahead, and then it lets you get the ball. So you're just like, oh, the other team scored a touchdown, and now it's your ball. Or they punt Right, and it's like it's just like, you know, a football game. You go on the field, you do your responsibilities, and then when you don't, your unit no longer is needed, you're on the sideline, and the game happens. But instead of having to watch it, it just skips ahead, and it's like, bang, you forced a punt, or bang, there was an interception, or bang, they scored a touchdown. I'm fascinated by that. When I was playing Madden back when Peyton Hillis was on the cover, that wasn't an option, I don't think. Yes, so it makes it much more enjoyable, and it's because it's – it's challenging, right? Because the computer's going to, if you're playing on a certain skill level, I play on uh, not all Madden or whatever they call it now. I'm the next one down. Uh, I need to figure out what the sliders need to be to play on, on all Madden this year. Um, but I just play the offense. And Josh Rosen has a two-minute drill. They're down 14 to 10. Fourth quarter, Kalen Balazs takes a screen pass, 14 yards for a touchdown with 50 seconds left. Dolphins take the lead, 17-14. Sim to the end. Ravens scored a touchdown in the last play of the game. I lost. Oh. Because, like, if you play at the computer, like, you're going to win a bunch. Like, you're you're consistently going to win. Right? I always, yeah, and I think that's what I didn't really like about Madden is I always won. So my goal wasn't really to, like, win the Super Bowl every year because I always did. It was to have, like, to break all the all-time records with guys. See, that's no fun. So, like, I like having a part of it that's out of my control. And if I lose the game, I lose the game. But I executed. I did my two point, uh, my two minute drill. Well, Kenny hey. Drake fumbled twice in the red zone. Oh god, so the very realistic experience this year. Is he a fumbler? You remember the Chicago game last year? Uh, no. They're in overtime. They're in like the five yard line, and Kenyon Drake has like nobody from B gap to B gap, and he straight up just drops the ball, fumbles it into the end zone. And then the Bears go down the field and they miss a field goal. And then the Dolphins kick a field goal as time expires in overtime. And they won the game. And they won the game. They beat the Bears last year. One of the Bears' four losses was to the Miami Dolphins? With Brock Osweiler starting a quarterback, yes. <laughs> well, in fact, huh? Talk about something that's forgettable to people that you know aren't Dolphins or Bears people. Osweiler threw for 350 against the Chicago Bears last year. See, now that, I, I remember that. I, but I, I didn't connect yeah. all the dots there. 
Yeah, it's because Albert Wilson had like 200 yards of yards after catching that game by itself. Well, hey. He just torched him. Before we go any further, I want to talk to everybody about today's sponsor of the show, Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star at 87000 right now to learn more. Choosing to start your business with Five Star Painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at business. With Five Star Painting, you can be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals, and you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you'll be a part of the greater Neighborly company of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR at 87000 to learn more about how 5STAR Painting franchises can help you get to where you want to go faster than doing it alone. Again, text 5STAR at 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area, and we thank them for sponsoring today's episode. What else you got today, Joe? Uh, we got to deal with this bet. Somebody put a proposal out there for a uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Allen interception bet. I don't think we can do just total number of interceptions, right? Because the injury. No, we can. We, no, we can. No, I'd like to do interception percentage. No, I want to do raw interceptions. Oh, come on. Yeah. Allen's going to play more. I Probably. Know, that's the point. Oh, that's the point. Interception percentage or no deal. Um,. Do you see they they were like one two last year in interception percentage? I didn't see that. I didn't know they they were one and two. Uh, Fitzpatrick was one. Rosen or Fitzpatrick was one. Allen was two. Sam Darnold was four, and Josh Rosen was five. This division yeah. sucks. Well, I mean, three of those guys were playing their first games. Right? I don't care about context, Joe. It's better to say that the division sucks, right? Because oh. that way we're all braced for when the Patriots go twelve and four. <laughs> you taking the deal or not? No, not I don't with, bet on my own team. Not with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing out routes with 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 a fatigued arm in July. Yeah, fatigued arm after five days of practice. No uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick already doesn't know what he can and can't get away with, let, much less what he has to learn that he doesn't have the arm strength he used to have. Right. right. Yeah, I think you're smart. I think you took the. I think you wisely didn't take that deal. Yeah, it was. It tempted me for a hot sec, and then common sense kicked in and said, "What are you, an idiot?" Hell no. And, it, and We're not betting on honestly, the truth is we really shouldn't bet on our own teams. Correct. It's a, it, that is such a death trap. Right. So we're still sitting here with just one bet as we go July. We got July. plenty of time. We got plenty oh, We're going to have to, we're going to have to crank things up here. We need, we need an odd number and we need, I don't know, five or seven at least. Well, I mean, we can do fantasy futures is, is part of the betting process, right? 
Yeah, but I like these season-long things. We'll have to we'll have to uh, be a little more intentional here in the coming weeks. Okay, that's fine. We'll probably do some prediction-type stuff in August, building up to the season as well. Yeah, we need to do record predictions and stuff like that. We'll get at least two for that. And I'm excited for our uh, our Thursday shows in season. I don't, know, right. I don't even know if you remember me telling you I wanted to do this. No, apparently not. Yeah, didn't stick with you, but I, it, it'll it'll be very competitive every Thursday between you and I. Can you, what are we doing? College football pick them. Top 25. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're doing top 25 pick them every week. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Bless him. Bless him. Can't wait. Um, Kyle, I, I had one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Michael Thomas just signed a five-year, $100 million deal with the New Orleans Saints. Reset, well deserved. Well, re, yeah, reset the market for receivers. Odell got 18 per uh, in, <sighs> in his deal from Cleveland. Where are you on paying receivers? Because I think we're, it's interesting. You have some teams that aren't really you know, saying, hey, we need to have that true number one guy. We just want a bunch of complimentary guys that build an arsenal. And you know, their, their top guys are getting paid, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11 a year. Or are you like, hey, if we got an Odell, we've got a Julio, we've got a Mike Thomas, we've got a Nuke, you pay him. Where are you on paying receivers? If you let somebody of the caliber of any of the names that you just walked uh, mentioned walk off your franchise, you're an idiot. And you deserve to be tarred and feathered. You you keep elite football players. And every single one of the names, Odell, Michael Thomas, Nuke Hopkins, they're elite football players that are mismatch nightmares. And they can contribute in all levels of the field as a receiver. They dictate the entire offense because of the attention that they demand and they're still going to get a ton of volume. Kyle, it feels circumstantial to me. Like if you get a player Give like an example. that. Well, no, Give an example. It, for, this is the example. If you get a player on your team like that, then you should keep them and pay them. But I don't think you have to be on this quest to get a guy like that. So I, mean, I, think, I want one. Do you? You, okay, yeah. you are. You want, hey, I want to have a true bonafide number one receiver that we funnel our passing game through. Yeah, I want an alpha. And then I want to build the complementary skill sets off of that individual's best strengths. What do you think the best receiving core in the NFL is that doesn't have a true alpha? Jeez, are there any examples of this? Who are the – let's just off the top of our heads. The best offensive in football are the Rams. Did you – I guess – I mean, do they have a true bonafide number one wide receiver? No. Okay, but that's a different type of offense, right? Yes. The Chiefs. Tyreek. Okay. He's an alpha, but he's a speed alpha. Like, you don't have have to be 6'4 and and 210 and run a 4'4 to be an alpha. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's – the guy that demands ta- targets, right? Yeah. Right, correct. Um, Saints, Michael Thomas. Yeah, they've got their guy, Michael Thomas. Uh, I've got total offenses. i got it up here. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're in the top three. Mike Evans. Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown. And Juju. Now Juju, now Juju Smith-Schuster. New England. No, they don't. Gronkowski. He counts. Okay. Atlanta. Right. Julio Jones. All right, Indy. T.Y. Hilton. 
T.Y. Hilton. Saints, Mike Thomas, Baltimore. Baltimore's in the top 10? Yeah, of net yards. Should I, should I sort this by points or yards? Is it passing or just points? Total yards. Yeah, that's so that's so misleading. That's tough. Carolina was a top 10 offense last year. They definitely didn't have a true number one. That's that's probably the best example of like not having a true one. Right. And they I mean they've got they got guys that know how to create some space for Cam, who's not always the most accurate quarterback. Right. Uh, but interestingly enough, the two teams that do not have alpha receivers run a ton of their passing volume through their backs in Todd Gurley and Christian McCaffrey. That's true. Here's, I guess maybe this is the most interesting point that we can make about this. So let's look at the the bottom five teams in ter- terms of net yards in 2018. And none of these guys have anything close to a freaking number one receiver. Arizona at 32. Nope. Mi- Miami at 31. Nope. Buffalo at 30. Nope. The Jets at 29. Nope. The Redskins at 28. Nope. Jaguars at 27. Nope. Good. The best Keep offenses going. in the league. Keep going. Keep, Keep going. going. <laughs> Cincinnati at 26. Okay. AJ Green when he's healthy. Right. Tennessee at 25. Uh, Corey Davis isn't there yet. No, he not. can be, but he's not there yet. All right. Detroit at 24. No, I don't think they got an alpha. No, Gall- I mean Galladay had a good year, but I don't think he's. Yeah, I'm, I'm not calling Kenny Galladay an alpha yet. The the uh, the tw- uh, Oakland Raiders at 23 last year. Nope. nope. Uh, Dallas 22. Amari Cooper, they got him halfway through the year. Chicago 21. Allen. Yeah, maybe. I mean, right? Robinson hasn't been. He hasn't been healthy, and he's still not what he was in Jacksonville. Minnesota at 20. Okay, there's the first one that's got an alpha. So the – I mean, like, we really – for offenses 20 through 32, none of them have alphas. We just we just drew a direct line between having elite talent at wide receiver and having productive offenses. Yeah, and I know it's not that elementary, right? It's not that cut and dry, but at the same time, it's pretty damning. Do any of these teams have a winning record that we – I mean, like – Okay, so we had Arizona was three and thirteen. Miami Buffalo losing records. The Jets losing records. The Jets losing records. Uh Detroit was ten and six. Washington was seven and nine. Detroit was ten and six. Or six and ten, sorry. Yeah, oh brother. Uh Raiders were four and twelve. The Jaguars were five and eleven. It's like No. Yeah. Dallas was ten and six. Wide receivers matter. And Dallas was ten and six, and they went four four and one in their last five games. So they needed. So they Amari. were they were they were five hundred at best by the time Amari got there. Uh, tell you, man. Hope that answers the question. I think that settles it. I got I got one more thing to say right. today on the show. Right. This was very odd for me. I don't know if you know this yet. Okay, I'm excited. I went to. You saw me looking for it at the airport, but I found it today. Wait. When we were in Sarasota. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah. I I went to the gas station today and I got myself a Red Bull. And uh, while I was checking out, uh, USA Today had their – it's called the Sports Weekly. It's it's like a special edition, just a sports pullout from the paper. And uh, this week's was dedicated to fantasy football. 
and I picked it up and I got my, my, my two drafts are coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I grabbed the copy and uh, sit down in the car after I'm done checking out and I flip open and uh, there's a section there for each of the 32 teams. And I had written the dolphins snippet in this publication that I had just bought from my hometown's gas station for USA Today. So that was like a really, really cool moment for me. And uh, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying anybody who listens to this show, I've gotten a couple messages and DMs over the course of the past couple weeks of like fans or readers of us, Joe, and they, they say that they really, really enjoy what we do and what we talk about. And they, they always ask, you always get asked, do you have any tips? And my tip is don't wait, find an excuse to start and always make time because that's what I did six years ago. And I literally was just in my hometown at the gas station and bought a USA Today with something that I wrote inside with no journalism background was just something I decided I wanted to do. Very cool, man. Really, really cool. Tip of the hat. Yep. I think that, I mean, I get those questions a lot too. And I mean, your advice is really good, but it's also like develop a presence and fight for your voice. Right. And yes. I listened to a podcast called uh Moranalytics podcast. It's by Patrick Moran. He's had, well, he's had, I mean, Adam Schefter on there and um, I mean, tons of big names and really kind of gets to the personal side of people who are, you know, excelling in sports media and, Every single one of them, the one thing that you always hear is just how committed they are to their work and how much they grind, right? right? It's like it, it, it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of um, doing stuff that you're not necessarily getting paid for or even close to being paid, uh, you know, paid well for, but continuing to fight for your voice and producing content and establishing your brand, all that stuff is so critical. So good advice there, Kyle. And uh, kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And just to piggyback off what you said, it's, <clears throat> it's not right that people who, who are working to get into a space working for free sucks, right? Yeah. And that's why it has <laughs> to come. It has to come back to, you have to work for yourself and invest in yourself and do it because you love it. And it'll get you through that tough spot where if you're just trying to start, you know, you have to have a little bit of a portfolio. So build your portfolio, make sure you love it, and who knows where it'll take you. I got a cough here, Joe. I'm sorry. Ooh. I have a, did did you watch Grind Time, by the way? Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, this was this was my flu game. I don't know what's going on. I got some kind of like respiratory thing your right flu, now. Your flu game. So I did 30 minutes of grind time <laughs> with like a tickle in the back of my throat. And my sinuses all clogged up and, and I thought I performed really well. You called it your flu game. Yeah, with my flu game, because I, I got to the very end and finally the, the tickle succumbed. I had to succumb to the tickle and I had to cough. Kyle, you- and at that point, you have to make an acknowledgement that like, yeah, I'm not on top of my game, but I gave it my best shot and I made it to the end. You watched a football game on the Internet. With a scratchy throat and you're calling it your I flu game. the entire time. I have to talk. <laughs> oh, boy. Leave me alone. We are done for the day. Thank you guys for tuning in to Draft Dudes. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you come back and see us tomorrow. Uh, maybe Tearmaker Thursday? 
maybe some uh, record predictions. I don't know. We got to figure out what we're going to do, Joe, but it will be a fun time. So come on back and see us. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.